I'm trying to become a cage fighter. Welcome to episode number 129 of Take Him With You for July 24th, 2011. I love this song. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. And this is the Take Him With You podcast, the podcast that's spiritual, not religious. We're going to have a great time today. Wait till you hear what we're talking about. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Today we're going to be talking about some stuff going on around our house, and then we're going to do a smorgasbord episode today. What do you think? Smorgasbord sounds Swedish to me. Well, several different subjects that we don't have a huge amount to talk about on, but be kind of fun to talk about from perspective of a believer and uh, something encouraging to everybody. Sure, you betcha. Great. Okay, so we're going to talk <laughs> about um, cool stuff like uh, the finale of Law and Order Criminal Intent. We're going to talk about Netflix streaming the new Star or all the Star Trek stuff, not just the new stuff. Um, we're going to talk about the last flight of the space shuttle to Atlantis. And then a quick little thing on transition. How do you deal with transition in life when you're going from one point to another? What's encouraging and what can help get your mind off of all the negative parts of it and onto the positive parts of transition? How does that sound? Sure. Okay. Stick around, everybody. We'll be back in a little bit. Big Brother? No. Survivor? No. The Office? Angela, then what do we talk about? Gaming, sci-fi, fantasy, and geek stuff. Really? Yes. Cool. (laughs) I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And you need to listen to the Anomaly Podcast, where female and fandom converge. Find us online at anomalypodcast.com. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. You know, they just put out a brand new one on um, Spaceballs. A new one of what? Anomalies. Oh, Anomaly. But what what was hilarious about the episode? This Uh is hilarious. It starts off all about Spaceballs, and they have comments from everybody, or a bunch of people, and and then it completely turns, and then then they talk about everything else other than Spaceballs, and it's hilarious. It's probably because that particular movie was so stupid. Well, I, you'll have to listen to the yeah. show, but you'll oh, get a I, kick I, out of. I will. Yeah, th- yeah. Jen. Well, I, I'll just say Jen didn't really 
ever want to watch the show again. And and Angela <laughs> thought it was hilarious, but at the same time, it wasn't their favorite movie, so they just kind of brushed on it and then went on to talk about a bunch of different stuff. And the funny part was, is last night as I was thinking about what we were going to do our subject on today, they actually brought up part of our subject today because I think a lot of geeks are thinking about this whole thing with the space program yeah, and the fact that it came to kind of a grinding halt. Even though, I mean, for the, at least for the United States of America, it's a big chapter that's closed in, closed in our history and... They talked about that, and I thought that was really funny because that's what I was going to talk about. Well, I had a long talk with my cousin about it because he lives right by where um, there's a space shuttle place. And now save the, and save all that information yeah, so when we get so to we'll, that. Yeah, so I'll tell you what he said about it because it's kind of interesting. Oh, yeah. It is very All of it is very interesting, mm-hmm. but we'll get to that in a minute. But uh, right now. Oh, by the way, just go go listen to the Anomaly podcast. They have tons of really good stuff. You've listened to all their stuff, haven't I've you? I've listened to a lot of them. Um, the last one I think I listened to was their ET one. That's right. And then they came and out. Was really and then good. there was a supplemental with um, Casey and Sue and uh, I always forget and the other girl. I think I listened to that part of the way, but it's stuff I don't understand because it's about like this Shakespearean show that I've never watched. Okay. So what is it? Um, arrows and slings and arrows. Slings and arrows. But then they did a new one on um, Labyrinth or, or la- Labyrinth. Oh yeah, Labyrinth. How do you say it? Labyrinth. Thank you. It's yeah. I, I did listen to that too with um. Oh yeah, the singer that's David on Bowie. David Bowie. I'm saying my ge- my daughter's generation. Um, her, one of her favorite movies is Band Slam, and it the main character on it is a fan of David Bowie and wrote him all the time <laughs> so it was really funny but um yes it was yeah well that's that's what uh anyway you should listen to the anomaly podcast they're really good we wore our anomaly shirts at the art show we did we have a picture on facebook of you and i with our yep. anomaly so go check it out on. over at our facebook page at uh, mm-hmm. facebook.com slash rick.moyer or facebook.com slash amy.moyer very good dear Oh, thank you. Yeah. So, what's been going on at our house? Oh, 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 it's sunny today. Well, that's really rare After, for us. After um, most Weeks of, of rain. Yeah, I I had five hours of yard work. Oh, in the rain. In, in the rain on Thursday. Yeah. And um, I showed you the rain gear that I brought home, and it went directly into the washer because it was so front and back covered in mud. Yeah. So... That wasn't my best work day. I mean, it was fine, but I was really sore and very muddy. <laughs> What'd you come to the conclusion, though? I, you know, I've decided that um, I'm, you know, not as young as I used to be. Not that I'm old. You but, look beautiful, dear. Oh, thank you. I've decided that I'm going to try to limit my yard work um, to like only three or four hours a day, because five hours a day. Especially in the rain and the mud, it's just too much. It's too much for my body and my back and so my arms focus and my more, shoulders. You're going to focus more on the cleaning aspect yeah. of things. Yeah, because um, I earn just as much money doing the cleaning as the yard work, and I enjoy yard work. But five hours at my age straight is pretty hard on my body. I know some of you young uns are probably thinking I'm wimpy, but when you do that day in and day out, it it's hard on your back. Yeah, and your well, shoulders, we, you know, and we your neck, to, and your arms, and your wrists, and your fingers. <laughs> we're we're going to actually talk about that a little bit at the uh, a little later in the show about transition because 
we went from being full-time pastors. Well, I was a full-time pastor at a church, more than full-time. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? How many years ago now? Almost uh, two and a half years ago? Yeah. Yeah, about two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what I did for a living for many, many years. Um, and you, I helped, and you, you, helped you helped me. And you I were... homeschooled. I, I kind of stayed at home during the day and homeschooled. And then as soon as we got done with school, You'd many days I would be down at the church and helping cook meals and visiting people and right all that jazz helping that goes in the office at church but we made stuff. a huge transition from working uh, working in that setting to doing our podcast and starting our own business and you start you you were doing something for a while and then you started your own kind of business here mm-hmm. and so now we we had to go through a quite a bit of transition we're still going through it a little bit but we'll talk about a bit about that and um, some of the struggles and some of the the victories that we've had too, mm-hmm. and maybe that will encourage you if you're going through a transition or a crazy time in your life right now to know that uh, there's life on the other side. There's light at the mm-hmm. end of the tunnel. There is light at the end of the tunnel. Is that a song? That? Yeah. Who oh, sings that? There's a light at the end of this tunnel. Yeah, is that there's audio a light adrenaline? At the end of this tunnel for you. Yeah. What is that? Oh, you. Hey, Catherine, do she you know the know. name of that song? Or who sings that song? Who sings the light at the end of the tunnel? Is it Third Day? Does she know? I don't know. Catherine, can you hear us? Uh, she I guess hear. she... I'll find oh, out. Oh, okay. She said what? Do you know what? who sings that song? There's a light at the end of this tunnel. There's a light at the end of this tunnel. No, not this tunnel. The tunnel. the tunnel. Do you know who sings that song? It's on air one. Somebody's going to know. Yeah, you thought third day? I don't know. Oh, she's not sure. But we hear it on the on Christian radio all the time okay. on air one. All right, well. By the way, if anyone likes upbeat positive music, air one's a good station to listen to. It's all over the United States. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's out of out of the country, you though. You can listen to it on the um, Online. internet, too. Air one.com, yeah. and then the number one, A A I R. There's one some other good ones, com. too. I like K-Love and... Um, I don't really. Yeah. So. Yeah. You don't? Not really. I like Not it. Not anymore. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about what? Oh, we we're going to talk a little bit about transition later. So, okay, so you did a bunch of work in the rain, but now it's sunny mm-hmm. today. That's nice. Today we have a wedding that we're going to go, and I'm going to officiate at the wedding today. Mm-hmm. So as soon as we're done here, I've got a little study to do, and then uh, change my clothes and head on out with the... Uh, you and Catherine to a beautiful. You should see the place where the wedding's at. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I'm excited because yeah, I guess they have a nice garden, and since I'm a gardener, I'm pretty excited about. Well, that. we're we're um, we're going to have the wedding about a mile away from where I grew up as a kid. Yeah. On the East Hoquim Road. Yeah. So it's out in the country, and this particular place where they're having the wedding at is beautiful place right down on the river. And uh-huh. uh, it's got a fire pit. And when we went to go do rehearsal, there we got there and 40 head of elk had just been by in the field. And then while we were doing the rehearsal, a bald eagle started flying above us. Mm-hmm. And there it was just beautiful out there, just gorgeous. So it should be a very exciting and fun wedding today. The couple is just so sweet. And they're so excited about getting married. And uh, now I can say her name correctly, too. It's Todd is the guy's name, mm-hmm. and Tamar is the uh, girl's name. Now, when I filled out the um, wedding certificate, um, you had me put calligraphy on it. Uh-huh. It had an A at the end, so it was Tamara. Are you sure? 
Uh-huh. Uh-oh. I think you did it wrong then. That's how you spelled it. That's not how it is. <laughs> well, so you're going to have to figure out how to fix it. We have to find white out. I don't know if I have it's, any. It's not tomorrow. That's how you wrote it. It's tomorrow. No, I didn't. Yeah, it was. No. <laughs> okay, we'll talk about this later. <laughs> Her name is Tamar. Uh, so now you have to change the wedding certificate. Okay, that's not so easy because it's in permanent ink. And I'll have white out. Well, it isn't white either. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, you better look at it and see how they filled out their paperwork because it has an A on it. Okay, it's not tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Okay. So, well, that'll be interesting. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll figure this hopefully out. Hopefully don't listen to the wedding, to this podcast before the wedding. I doubt they will. <laughs> They're probably getting They're probably ready, getting ready, for, ready for, the for the wedding, wedding. yeah. So anyway, we go out to do a wedding today. That'll be fun. I've had lots of voiceover work this last week and got to do a, a jingle for a company and and uh, another medical one. That was funny. The role of the RN in post-operative care. Yeah. So how many words did you mess up on? I had to. Okay. I did 55 slides. Uh-huh. And I had to say all sorts of different words like um, uh, just these amazing words that you don't want to hear. <laughs> And uh, I sent them into the pl- place that did it, and I had to redo 13 out of the 55 oh, because I said hard. something wrong. Well, and it's hard because there are terms that you've never heard before. Yeah. There was another one that I did that uh, that for this uh, United like uh, uh, Contractors thing, I did a commercial for them, a 60-second commercial, mm-hmm. and uh, I said the word roof wrong. I guess on the East Coast, they don't say roof. They say roof. Roof. How would you say it? Get on the roof. Or would roof? you say roof? I don't know. I roof. say roof. And I Stefan from roof. Australia gives me a bad time. So does Simon. I think I say roof. Get on the roof. I say roof. But it, I guess it's not roof. It's roof. Roof. So I had to redo that whole thing and say roof. Because it was a whole contractor thing. Yeah. Yeah. You, that, a contractor wanted to say He made a bid roof. on a roof. A roof. So now I have to say roof, roof. Roof or rough? It's not rough or rough or roof. roof. It's not roof. (laughs) That's our dog. Yeah. It's roof. Roof. That is how we're supposed to say it. (laughs) Okay. Roof. Well, and we've talked about this uh, down here in southwest Washington. Some of the words we say are different. Um, That I, I always grew up saying bag. Instead of bag, bag. For no, like, no, no. Put it in the bag. paper bag. Bag, bag. Not a bag. Bag is what you do when you're trying to get somebody to do something for you. I bag is what you the, put your stuff in. Put it in the bag. No bag, bag. <laughs> it's a bag. Oh, well, it's just like how some people say wash their clothes instead of wash. That's from like Boston or Warsh, Washington or wrestle instead of wrestle. Yeah, there's all different. You say tomato, I say tomato. Yeah, I, don't I never know say tomato. I don't know anybody says say tomato. tomato. Can I have some tomato juice, please? Potato, potato. Oh, tomatoes. Okay. Yes. Let's let's move on. Guess what? I have to tell everybody this is so funny. I I am a prize. Yes, you are a prize, dear. That's yeah. why I married you. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm not bragging that way. No, I had this hilarious thing happen where. I'm a, a voice for our, a character voice for a fancy website, and they are doing some funding projects to get it out off the ground. And 
do all this stuff. And they, the, for people that invest in the website, um, they can win a sit-in on one of our recording sessions because... Well, you would imagine that they're, they're quite hilarious. Well, it's like them being getting a ticket to a one-hour comedy show is what it's like. So whoever invests in this particular website, which I'll be able to tell everybody here pretty soon uh, and get everybody to go look at, um, if they invest in the website a certain amount, then they can put their, they put their name in a hat to uh, be in on one of our recording sessions. And they're hilarious because uh, I goof mm-hmm. up a lot. Uh, but they direct me in how they want me to do this particular character, and it's a lot of fun. So that's okay. that's kind of cool, yeah. And then one exciting thing that happened this week was uh, our daughter was involved in an art class. Maybe she wants to come and talk about it. I don't know if I can get a hold of her. I think she's getting ready for the wedding. It's it's like a long ways away. Can you pause and then I can holler? All right, we'll take a break and we'll be right back <laughs> and get our daughter, Catherine, to talk about her art class. Hey, Gildies, this is Kenny from Knights of the Guild Podcast, the official fan podcast for the award-winning web series, The Guild. I'm here with some really cool news. Not only are we still continuing our regular podcast, microcast, and minicast, we've now added companion casts. A companion cast is a podcast that coincides with a new episode of The Guild, and will take you behind the scenes of that specific episode. I was fortunate enough to be on set for the filming of Season 5, and got exclusive interviews with cast and crew as they finish their scenes for that day. I also sit down with the creator of the guild, Felicia Day, as well as the producer, Kimmy V, and the director, Sean Becker, and get insights into the workings of this fantastic web series. So when you're finished watching a new episode of The Guild, be sure to go to knightsoftheguild.com and download the companion cast for some fun, behind-the-scenes information. I got to see something hilarious. You know, Kenny, that does the uh, the guild... Or the Knights of the Guild podcast mm-hmm. along with Jenny. Yeah. Kenny dressed up. He's at, at uh, Comic-Con right now in uh-huh. San Diego. And he dressed up as a hobbit. Yeah, I, I got to see a close-up of the hobbit feet that he had professionally made for yeah, him. Yeah, they're really cool. They were re- they looked real. They looked like they would have been on the movie set. Yeah. Well, I think, was it Greg Ar- Aronowitz? How do you say his last name? He does special effects, uh, like... Special effects makeup. Right, that yeah. kind of stuff, uh, and props and stuff for, mm-hmm. for movies and for uh, the guild. And I guess he's the one that uh, worked on his feet. I think that's who it was. They they turned out just amazing looking. Oh, yeah. And boy, Kenny, you look like a hobbit, my friend. And I didn't get a close-up of his ears, but I guess they made ears for yeah. him, too. Yeah, Like custom-made elf ears or hobbit ears or whatever. Not elf. Are. He's not an elf. Oh, He's a hobbit. Right. A hobbit. And he got all the, the outfit correct. He got the cape and the pants and the vest and the shirt. And mm-hmm. he even shaved, I think. What's up with that, Kenny? You shaved. <laughs> So you got to go check out his. It, we'll try to get a picture of him in his Hobbit outfit. It was really cool. Was so he's funny. walk. He's one of those guys walking around at the convention or at the at Comic Con dressed up today. How cool is that? I wonder how comfortable the Hobbit feet are. I don't know. We'll have to ask him what was on the inside of them. Maybe maybe they should. He, he get... had to get a shoehorn for one of them. One of them went on easy, and the other one was hard to put on. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, that's kind of cool, yeah. isn't it? All right, well, we are talking about what's going on at our house, and our daughter happened to go to uh, a week-long art class this week. So tell us a little bit about it, Catherine. And you're going to have to move the microphone because that's the back of the microphone she'd be talking into. There you go. So, Catherine, tell us a little bit about what you did this week. 
Well, we um, learned about different things in art, as in like shading and values. It took me three hours to finish the shading on your upper lip. Ha ha. Um, And we studied on like how to um, gesture reliefs. Like, you know know what gesturing is with painting? No. Uh, Tell me what gesturing is with painting. It's, well, not painting, like drawing or whatever. I guess you could paint. I don't. What does gesturing mean? It's like going and recreating something you saw, like real quick. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Like you see a leaf and you have to do it in like 30 seconds or something. We used to call those rapid visualizations when I took art class. Rapid visualizations? Well, I don't know if I'm even explaining it right, so don't quote me on this. Okay. All right. um, (laughs) At least that's what I had gotten from it. And. We did watercolors. Oh, cool. Um, that was a lot of fun. We got to um, just, you know, experiment with them and such. And then we got to um, use clay to make pottery and such. Oh, and, what did you make? Um, I Well, most of the people make cups and, you know, bowls and all that kind of stuff. But I um, got frustrated with making the cup because it wouldn't work. And it kept, like, sticking and stuff. So... I just, um, I just made a couple little, like, art pieces kind of things. Cool. With it. Um, I made an owl. Cool. And a little, just like... You know how th- times have changed? When I was a kid, most of us made ashtrays for our yeah. parents. Uh-huh. We don't do that anymore because the smoking people, there's not a ma- as many people smoking as there was. Well, and even, Isn't that funny? Even though neither of my parents smoked. Did you make I, ashtrays too? I think I may have because we had um, a couple of family friends. You're not very, you can't hear you. I'm sorry. Um, our milk truck um, tester, our milk tester that came over every month, he was a heavy smoker. And then you we made had. You made him an ashtray? I, I think we had a couple ashtrays at home that usually sat in the kitchen window or something until somebody came over that smoked and then we put it out for them. Wow. But my parents never smoked, at least in my lifetime. I think my dad told me that um, when he was in the Air Force in World War II that he smoked for two weeks. And then he was a you know farm boy, very conservative financially, and he added up, I think they were 25 cents a pack or something back then, Jeez. and he added up what it would cost him if he had a two-pack-a-day habit. And, and over time, it. he goes... This is too expensive of a habit, and now they're like ten dollars a pack or I, something. I don't know. How much I don't know. They're really, really spendy. But even back then, he decided it was so. He stuck to um, ice cream and cookies, which is not <laughs> Those anymore. Were his, okay, his so Ka- so I was talking to Catherine now. Okay, so what did you? I mean, how much time did you spend doing this, and where did you do it at? Um, I did it at the high school in Montesano, Washington. Okay, All um, right. it's about ten minutes away from our house. Yeah. We it was yeah at the high school so, and we were there from nine to twelve every day um, in the morning. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was like a nice nice fun experience to, with cool. friends. So stuff. did you were there any cute boys enrolled? Ha ha ha! No comment. <laughs> no comment. You're not gonna tell me. Hmm. So were there more girls than boys, or more boys yeah, than girls? Yeah, there were more girls than guys because. You know, it's an art class. What's Guys that mean? Are too embarrassed, I guess, sometimes to take oh. art or whatever. I like art. Okay. Hmm. Well, I'm just saying, like, it's... Guys don't go and do that as... M- you know what I mean. Okay, sure. Um, <laughs> she's just saying that it seems like there's more girls, girls in, 
in um, the arts, you know, a lot of times if if you're doing a choir or a play, it seems like it's harder to find as many guys to to play the roles and do the dances and things. Ah, uh, okay. So yeah. did you, you enjoyed the art class then? It was good? Yeah. Very cool. And you brought home some of your art. Are you going to put any in frames or anything? I'm not sure. I haven't what, decided yet. Where Your pottery's not here, though. What's up with that? Um, They sell the fire it one more time after glossing it. Okay, so, so you'll get that next glazing, week. Glazing, glazing, yeah. So we'll take a picture of it so everybody can see it, okay? Okay. All right. So thanks for joining us. Uh, we we had some folks say that, that uh, you weren't on the program enough, so here, <laughs> here you are. Thanks, guys. <laughs> you think we love the boys more than you? Maybe. No, oh, he's kidding. Yeah. Kidding. Ridiculous. Kidding. Ridiculous. If we could get the boys to talk more on the show, we would, but Andrew just stares at us. Yeah. He won't even do that right now. Yeah. He's just smiling. He's ignoring you. I know he's ignoring me. Hmm. We'll just tell everybody he's been having a great time on his job. <laughs> he, he's been working very, very hard. Lots of hours. How many hours a week have, have you been averaging? Well? 50, 60 hours a week? Shoulder shrug. He's and, not, like, and a hump. He has the best farmer's tan I've like ever seen. I, yeah. Farmer's tan? What's a farmer's tan? Oh, yeah. Some people might not know what it is. It's when you like are outside a bunch with a t-shirt, mm-hmm. and they call it, a, and you get really tan on just part of your arm, uh-huh. and your shoulders aren't tan or anything. Um, it's called a farmer's tan. Why is it called a farmer's tan exactly? <laughs> it, it's because out here, farmers usually had to wear shirts out in their field, yeah, but like the lower part of their arms and the back of their necks, and I think that's kind of where the term redneck came from. Is uh, I don't know. Farmers Probably. and and hunters and stuff, they would get a tan or burned on the back of their neck from being outside working all the time. This is true. Yeah. So that's that's what's going on at our house. Nathan and Ivy are working at the Popcorn Cafe, and we got to see them a bunch last weekend at the art show. Yeah, that but, was fun. And we're coming up on a big family potluck barbecue um in a couple weeks so for kind of a celebration a late celebration for the graduation because ivy had to start her new job the day after she graduated yeah we didn't get to really celebrate we didn't really get to celebrate hers we did go out to dinner with nathan um right after graduation but cool this will be where everybody can come and yeah it'll be fun and then i can't wait to show everybody my electric blue daisies which are growing 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 they're, All of our, they're still kind of small. But well, compared to the other daisies yeah. and zinnias and we got a, cosmos. It and, took a long time to get the seeds here. so yeah. But we haven't had much of a summer until finally today. It's nice. We've so had, we'll let everybody see pictures. My roses mm-hmm. have been blooming, though, and I've been showing pictures of that. Yeah, we've only had one or two nice days a week, and it's been rainy and overcast and rather cool the rest of the time. Yeah. So um, I think someone posted on Facebook last week that... The Seattle News said that we had officially had 77 minutes of summer so far. Yeah. I think that if you go by how many minutes this year we've had over 80, I thought that was about right. Yeah. Because we have, we've only had a couple days in the 70s. I got to go stargazing last night. That was nice. 
Yeah. It was beautiful out last night. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And we got our first mosquitoes. It finally got warm enough to hatch some mosquitoes. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we haven't had a whole lot of bugs lately this, this summer. But, but... Which has been a good thing. You know, we have to think of the bright side of things. We haven't had to water the garden very often, only a couple times so far this summer. And there's only been a few mosquitoes out. So I guess that's the advantage of having a cool summer. Not having to water a lot and not having a lot of mosquitoes. But I kind of miss the sun. I like yeah, the sun. Yeah, we, we could go for some heat. Yeah. Of course, some of the people in the United States. and I've been going through a heat wave. They, they've they been over 100. So. I know. Our friend Jen and, and uh, oh, sorry, you know, and Angela and uh, I think Rico and Richard, uh, Richard Pete and um, uh, Billy Bob or Joe from up in Canada. I don't know about, Jeff hasn't said if it's been warm where he's at in Canada, but I know a lot of our friends have been in. Oh, and uh, Al and Joyce, man, they've been having. They had big dust storms and everything that came over their place, mm-hmm. and and it's been like 110 degrees. And gee whiz, you guys, I don't know how you do it, but we yeah. we have not had those things. No, it, like I said, I think it's only gotten over 80, maybe one day for a few minutes or something, 77 minutes. Yeah, so it's not real warm here. Yeah, we're n- we're known da- not in danger of any global warming around here. I think we are more like in the global cooling part of the world. Ice age. <laughs> yeah, we're going yeah. into the next ice age here. Cool. Well, I'm, I hope everybody enjoyed what's going on around our house. We'll be back in one moment, and we're going to talk about a smorgasbord of events and things to uh, talk a little bit about. Uh, well, you'll see. Just stick around. Ah, Taking With You with Rick and Amy. It's one of the best podcasts around. And we'd like to think maybe we could be a close second. We can only be a close second if you come and listen to us. Well, we talk about classic television and films from around the world. So, if you fancy listening to us waffle on, then please do join us. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com or go to our favourite place in the world for podcasts. Well, maybe not yours, it's mine because I can't quite figure out any of the others. And that's iTunes. Just type in Waffle On Podcast. We'd be honoured if you join us. Rocket Man, mm-hmm. and uh, this last week was kind of a sad week, really, for us geek people. I don't know about you, but I was kind of sad. Um, I was pretty excited about watching the last space shuttle launch into space. Mm-hmm. Atlantis was the last one. They are now the program is over. 
Well, and that's where I need to bring up what my cousin said. He lives back on the East Coast near a, um, I guess it was a NASA site. And um, he said one of the sad things is they have um, been laying off hundreds of people. Yeah, and well, so, everything's going to change now. Yeah, so there's you know hundreds of families that need some prayer for transition. That's talking about our subject today as they're looking for different jobs because as the United States is basically shutting down our, our um, government space program, um, I know it does cost a lot of money, but it also well. They're not shutting it down completely. They're jobs. just they're the space shuttle program isn't going to go anymore. Now we're going to ride on the Russians' rockets up to the space station. Okay, that's how that's going to work. But we're, we're 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 too cheap to build our own, so we're going to hitchhike with the Russians. Well, okay. So here <laughs> here's the controversy about it. Um, there's some people that think that our space exploration really shouldn't even happen because it costs all sorts of money. It is very expensive. Well, but when you look at it, um, what was somebody saying the other day? The 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 budget for our space program doesn't even match even close to something else that we did. I can't remember what that was. I I written it down too. Uh, anyway, if I said it, everybody go oh. So it's really. If you put it in perspective, you know, there's some people that think we should be pursuing, you know, exploring space. And other people say we have plenty of problems here on Earth now that we need to put the money towards and the effort towards. So, I mean, I understand both angles of it. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, anytime that you explore the unknown and you look out there, you're going to you may find things that make it easier for us down the road. But anyway, President Obama. Mm -hmm. was talking about how we really are using the same technology that we used many, many years ago. And now that we've had so much more technology at our fingertips and so many more you know, things, we've advanced so much, why aren't we using that to do space exploration and you know, go to, to Mars and different places like that? And he's got a point. I mean, we're basically living on technology that we worked on in the, in the 50s and 60s. Mm -hmm. Whereas that's to, that has really well, gone forward. Well, wasn't the space shuttle um, in the 1980s? I remember thirty years old. Yeah, yeah, it's thirty year old technology, and they're um, the. I think that they're going to try to privatize. Well, they're um, they been yeah, yeah. In the future, we have private companies like the guy that does Virgin Air. Right. Um, what's that guy's name? I don't remember. Oh, it. Richard Branson is that his yeah, name? Yeah, there you go. Um, Sir Richard Branson. Anyway, um, he's developing some kind of smaller, lightweight—or not lightweight, but smaller—versions um, of space shuttles that are reusable spacecrafts that can go at least into orbit. I'm not sure that they could go to the moon and back, but they could deliver. Stuff to the International Space yeah. Station, yeah. And well, it's. I just think it's really and things like that. I just thought it was really interesting the emotions that I went through just thinking. Anytime something comes to a close, an era comes to an end. You know, if you've grown up and it's been part of your life ever since you can remember, mm -hmm. it's a weird feeling when it comes to a close. And so it was kind of sad and emotional, and and but it was really exciting to watch the launch and. I watched it live on the internet. Enjoyed watching them, you know, launch the the shuttle into the into the stratosphere. Well, and a, a personal comment from 
my life, when I was in high school, my social studies teacher, um, contemporary world problems teacher, mm-hmm. um, he had been working out and he had applied to be the teacher um, oh, that yeah. went up yeah. in the spa- that space shuttle. Yeah. Um, and he, I don't know if he was a finalist or not, but he had applied and we had a big... Um, big pep rally and he did like 50 push-ups to show that you know he was getting in shape and trying to trying his best to get on the shuttle yeah and then i remember sitting in class and we didn't usually have tv on in the school but that day was the day of the shuttle that he didn't make it into the you know to the the program to the program but the lady who did went up in it and I remember all of us, yeah, all of us sitting there shocked because it blew up. It blew up. Could have been your teacher. It could have been our teacher if he yeah. would have been the finalist. And that was a really tough time. I that think, was too. very emotional, you know, to to be a young person and realize that how many people were on that shuttle? I, like I can't six remember. or eight people. Yeah, there yeah. was quite a few people, and sad. you know, on a young mother, a teacher, and wasn't it Sally Ride? Wasn't that her name, the teacher? I don't think so. No, no, no. It Sally was, was the first woman in space. It was. I want to say we should have looked this up, but I want to say Macaulay or something. Oh, um, I should know this too. I knew what it was at the time. Christine. Was it Christine's? Yeah. I'll find out. I'll find out. Just keep talking. Yeah. So we, that was an emotional day for me. I, you know, there's, there's a lot of high school that you tend to forget, but, um, that was a day that will be in my history, you know, that I will remember probably forever. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, one of our favorite teachers could have been on that. Um, so... Rick's clicking away, clicking away, and he has the picture in front of him. Christina McAuliffe. Hey, I came close. Yeah. I said Christine. No, Krista. Krista McAuliffe. Krista McAuliffe. I said Macaulay. Krista McAuliffe. McAuliffe. That's what it looks like. <clears throat> that wasn't too bad for my 30-year-old memory. <laughs> That's just really sad. They but looked yeah. like a really a lot of really cool people, and that was that was yeah, just a really... seven of them. Yeah. And that space... Yep, it was it yeah. when it was pretty crazy. That was not cool. But co- it, coming to an end of an era like that, and and then you know something that the anomaly ladies were talking about that I I also was going to mention is the fact that um, they don't really have anything set for the future. So it's not like we have you know we graduated from this and now we're headed towards this new thing. Mm-hmm. There's really not a lot of talk about what's going to happen in the future, and even they, though they have talked about going to Mars. I think part of it, Man, a manned mission. Part of it probably has been though the economy too, because the economy and all the wars that we've had. Oh, I know they with, cost so much money. Um, Afghanistan yeah, and Iraq, yeah. and you know we try not to get political in this program because, to be honest, it's like yucky to get political. Yeah, in we my don't opinion. like political We don't stuff. like political stuff, but we're just you know we're not giving an opinion one way or another on it. It's just that it does cost a lot of money to have all these wars and a lot of lives. Yeah. And, it does. Um, pretty serious stuff, and and well, you you know money can only go so far. And um, I just think on. it's interesting what we, our priorities are. Mm-hmm. And for me, 
I, I've always liked space exploration and thought that it, it's something. I know people say, well, you know, we're the, you know, there's a lot of believers that would say, well, there's no, there's no life out there, and, and we're the only ones, and the world revolves around, us, or the universe revolves around us, and everything. But um, I just have a little more hope that there might be something really interesting out there. And that uh, I don't think it's a bad thing to explore the universe and um, to look. You're just admiring God's creation. And God didn't just create the earth. He yeah. created this, you know, the sun and the stars, moon and the stars. And all the stars and there's asteroids and there's nebulas and comets and yeah, cupids and donners <laughs> and blitzens. We don't even know really what's out there. And when, but do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? Uh, Okay, Rick, we need to get back on track. We're, Rudolph. We're not doing a Rudolph Christmas. the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And you know what? He had a shiny red nose. Okay, we're not doing a Rankin and Bass um, cartoon review or stop animation review. People always said that it glowed. Okay. Um, talking about Sir Richard Branson's um, coming up with a new spacecraft. Yeah. Um. We read a cool article not that long ago about um, his coming up with a manned um, submarine, submarine that, that goes really deep. That will go deeper than any other um, submarine or craft ever. And it's going to be able to explore parts of the ocean that have never been explored before. That will be cool. Because we have valleys and craters in the ocean that... No man has ever had a glimpse of. And Where no man has gone before. So, yeah. So, it's going to be kind of a Star Trek of the ocean to boldly go. So, it'll be neat. It'll be, I hope that they're able to somehow take pictures and movie video and I'm all sure that. they will. I'm pretty excited about that. Well, Chris, we used to like this show. That it's a was, deep subject. We, we used to like this show that was kind of about that. Sequest. Called Sequest. That Sequest. That was Andrew, awesome. do you remember that show? Sequest? DSV Sequest, was it DSV or something like that? Well, there—I don't know. I just remember Sequest. That was a good show. Yeah, it was better at first, and then it got a little weird at the end. But yeah, yeah. With like you know plants that attacked people, and that was the poorest episode ever made of Sequest. Yeah, it was kind of a B sci-fi one. But I don't want to. It started I, out better. I wanted to do a quick tribute before we went on to our next part of the of the show. Mm -hmm. To the crew of the Atlantis, and the the a little tribute to the to NASA and to the the um, just the whole cool space program and the fact that in honoring it for the last time, I thought I would actually play the launch and everybody could listen to it. And I've enhanced it a little bit with some music that I found called Blast Off. So everybody enjoy the launch of the space shuttle Atlantis for the very last time. And here it is. You can relive it right here on Taken With You. Rocket booster nozzle steering check and work. 20. Firing chain is armed. 15. Go for main engine start. T-minus 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5. All three engines up and burning. 2, 1. Zero and liftoff, the final liftoff of Atlantis on the shoulders of the space shuttle. America will continue the dream. Roger roll, Atlantis. Houston now controlling the flight of Atlantis. The space shuttle spreads its wings. Final time for the start of a sentimental journey into history. 
24 seconds into the flight. Roll program complete. Atlantis now heads down, wings level on the proper alignment for its eight and a half minute ride to orbit. Four and a half million pounds of hardware and humans taking aim on the International Space Station. 40 seconds into the flight, the three liquid fuel main engines throttling back to 72% of rated performance in the bucket, reducing stress on the shuttle as it goes transonic for the final time. Engines now revving up, standing by for the throttle up call. Transducer, instrumentation only, no action required. Hi, my name's Al. And my wife Joyce and I are big Disneyland fans. In fact, we love the place so much we started a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on Earth. In our show, Tales from the Mouse House, we'll discuss some news and updates on the Disneyland Resort, reveal some amazing little-known gems we call hidden treasures, and we'll also review some of the rides and attractions that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And we'll review some places to satisfy your hunger attacks as well as offer up some tips and tricks we've picked up over the years that can help you get the most out of your Disneyland Resort vacation. So, after Rick and Amy have helped you along your spiritual path, check out Tales from the Mouse House in iTunes. And remember, make it a magical day. Al and Joyce are such cool people. I talk to them almost every day. At least I talk to Al almost every day. Yeah, I, I hear you guys hate telling. Yes, we hate tell back and forth, yes. Yes. We have a lot in common. Yeah, you're both. I wish we lived closer, actually. Geeky voiceover guys. We'd probably get in trouble. Yeah. And you and Joyce would love each other because you guys like gardening and flowers and all that jazz. <coughs> I can't imagine what it'd be like to try to garden, though, in 110-degree weather. They yeah. probably have to like go and do their yard work like at 6 in the morning. Or, yeah, I don't or know. You guys have to tell us how you do or that. Something. Or probably not have a whole lot of stuff like that because it would all melt. Yeah, it'd well, be hard melt, to keep it alive, I would think, unless it's like cactuses or... I imagine you have native plants that can handle the heat. Yeah. So. Yes, I, I suppose so. Yeah, so what else are we talking about? We're going to talk about transitions. Is there anything else? Well, I was going to talk about the... Uh, <coughs> the ending of another era, uh, one of my favorite shows, Law and Order: Criminal Intent. They mm-hmm. it was really it was really weird to have it end it ended. And it has some of your favorite actors back. It really they had did. Had them off for a while. They were gone they for a back. season, and then they they worked out a deal, and then did like a half a half a load of like episodes, six, and came back and did them, and the then last, closed it was out. Was it the last six shows they were on? About? I did also like having Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum is that how you say his name? The guy from Jurassic Park and stuff, mm-hmm. and he also used to do a really cool cop show called Reigns, mm-hmm. where uh, where the He's... the he would solve murders and the murdered person would help him solve it. 
Yeah, it was really them, odd, and it wasn't quite sure if they were really there or he just or he was just crazy, right? To them. It was a good show, yeah. and they didn't they didn't renew it. So anyway, it was kind of sad to watch Law and Order: Criminal Intent end, but they ended on such a great note. What I loved the most about the last season was that they had um, they had the uh, the main guy going to a psychiatrist, mm-hmm. and he would go every week and talk, and he worked through a bunch of really interesting things, and then at the end. You just kind of felt like you were really inside his head, which was really cool. And they just worked it out really well. I was very impressed that the last season was really, really um, well done. And the lady who played the psychiatrist, uh-huh. um, she's been in some of my favorite movies. She was in the Sabrina, the newer one that had um, Harrison Ford. Oh, was that her? Uh-huh. I didn't realize that. Um, she's lots older than that. Yeah. Well, that was made Back in the early 90s, maybe. And then she was also in Arthur, mm. like King Arthur, that one. Yeah. Um, or First Night. Was it called First Night, I think? Yeah, sure. it was in one of the Camelot movies. So she's been in a lot of so, things. So along with a, you know, it's kind of sad to watch that end and everything. But mm-hmm. it's nice that you can watch it on reruns and stuff. But uh, this last couple of weeks also has been really cool because... Netflix, at least in the United States, has put all of the Star Trek um, series on live streaming, except for um, Deep Space Nine, which I think is going to be here in October. Oh, you know, another thing that kind of goes along with that. You weren't excited about that? Um, I'm excited about that. You're more excited about it than I am. Well, I've been streaming um, TNG and Voyager and mm -hmm. enjoying it. So um, along that same line, though, last night, I didn't get the, to watch the whole thing. This was really well but done. It was yeah. really well done. William Shatner wrote and produced a show called Captains. The Captains. The Captains, where he went and interviewed all of the Star Trek captains. And it was on Epics was the name of the channel. We happen to be getting a free preview of it. Yeah, we just get, get it for this month, I think. Yeah, and so we taped it and really, well, taped it. We DVR'd it yeah. and watched it, and it was... You know, it was very touching. I thought it was... It was very... And eye-opening. And very um, spiritual. I thought so. That was really interesting. all of them. And I don't know if it's because of the place in life that he is. He's about... Well, he kind of said that. He said he can see death from his... You know, he's in his 80s now, and he's been in pretty good health. But, you know, usually if people live to be in their 80s, (laughs) they start thinking about things. I, I noticed my mom has been... She's about the same age, and she's been, like, kind of getting rid of some of her things and <coughs> giving me. some of her special plates away and, you know, just kind of downsizing and, <sighs> and you know, kind of in that stage of life where you're thinking about about death and about if there's anything after this life. And so William Shatner, I think, asked all of the captains. I'm not sure. Did he ask the youngest one? Did he ask Christopher Pike? I don't remember. Christopher Pike. Christopher Pike. Okay, no. Okay, Chris Chris Pike. That's no, it's not Pike. It's Pine. Pine. I'm sorry. Christopher Pike Pike was the actual captain's name in the. Yes. Sorry, I got messed up. Wrong captain. Oh my goodness. So it was Chris Pine Mm -hmm. played the young Captain Kirk in the newest movie. Right. And, and they did they did an arm wrestling tournament. It was hilarious. Oh, really? yeah. I missed that part. I came so into funny. it about how far into and it. And Avery Brooks played the piano. So 
I missed a bunch of that. How how far were you into it when I oh, started? Oh, probably watching? twenty minutes. Okay, so, so I you have to the watch the beginning. 20. The beginning was very t- well. The whole movie was touching, but he did ask that question of what happens when you die. Really interesting responses from all of them, uh, all of the different actors that played the captains. But you know what was really an interesting theme throughout mm-hmm. the entire show mm-hmm. is how hard a toll that being an actor in a Star Trek series because of the amount mm-hmm. of time they worked, um, ha- what a hard toll it had on every family. Yeah, it it really, really did. And I, I'm not sure. I think Kate Mulgrew was divorced before, so right. before she started the show. But and she had she, little girls, though. She made a comment about how her daughters resented the fact that she was gone 14, 16 hours a day. Mm-hmm. And um, they still won't even watch any of the shows or anything because yeah. they felt like it took their mom away from them. And um, William Shatner, Patrick Stewart. Mm-hmm. Well, it was um, very touching when Patrick had both lost re- their remember families. Remember when Patrick Stewart their, was t- their marriages when he was asking Patrick Stewart about mm-hmm. that. I almost cried. I mean, yeah. Patrick was. You know, I like him anyway because I think he's. He's real well, genuine. He's a very good actor. Yeah. And well, I, I think he's very genuine when he talks too. When you mm-hmm. listen to interviews with him, he's just, he's real. He doesn't come off <coughs> as arrogant as some, some of others. The others. Yes. <laughs> well, when he was talking about the regrets that he had in life, professional, but not arrogant. Yeah. yeah he yeah. was, he was very genuine and real about the regrets that he had of what, what it did to his family family Mm -hmm. and he took total responsibility for those things which i thought was a real cool thing for him to do Mm -hmm. but you know you heard that over and over from each one of the actors Mm -hmm. that it really took a a hard toll on them even though we love their stuff there was a price that came putting all those hours in and not that they didn't get compensated i'm sure they got good money for it yeah but but to lose well what's money and stewart both lost their their spouses over yeah that because they were never home. Yeah. And, you know, that's... It was it, it is a difficult life. And, um, you know, we appreciate all the work and professionalism that they put into to it. To entertain but, us. But, but what, at that cost... At that price of entertainment, you know. Yeah. So that was... It was a fascinating movie. It was very well put together. I thought that um, that this was the first time... I've, I've seen a lot of William Shatner's stuff. And he always comes off pretty pompous, and he's—I like him, but he's just really arrogant and kind of goofy. In this one, he, there was a little bit different tone than I was mm-hmm. used to with him. He was a little more down to earth, and I really liked his attitude towards things because he wasn't as—he wasn't as arrogant. He was more contemplative, and I haven't—I've seen some of that in him when he does like interviews and stuff, yeah. but I'd not mm-hmm. seen it like this. This was a—he did really well with this one. It, it was. Uh, as as I'm getting older, watching something that he's done as he's older, mm-hmm. it really was touching, actually. It was a really touching show. Well, and, so watch it. It's called The Captains. William Shatner is married again, but it... Well, he now he, he was married, had a divorce, and then he had a, he got, a wife that died. He was married for a long time, and his wife, I think, did she drown or she died No, that somehow. was his second his or third second wife. wife. I can't remember. died. And um, but the ladies he's with now is just he, awesome. Well, he met his current wife at a like a grief support group, and she had lost her husband. <coughs> and um, she travels with and him they're just an awesome, now, they're an awesome and, couple. Um, I think she's a good support and encouragement to yes, him, yes. a good grounding for him. <laughs> yeah, 
So that's a we recommend that movie. Watch it if you're a if you're a geek or a Star Trek fan. Watch uh, it's called The Captains and it's on Epics. I'm sure they'll put it out on DVD or I'm sure it'll get eventually get onto Netflix as well. well. And if if you like Star Trek, I would encourage you to listen to Women Talk Sci-Fi. Um, they interviewed the actors of the newest Star Trek movie. Um, that was really, really well done, and you got to hear J.J. Abrams. Oh, that's Chris a, they Pine. actually interviewed him? Um, yes, they got to go up into like this penthouse suite and with several other kind of reporters. Wow. And got to ask questions and um, listen as, um, I, th- I can't remember if it was Chris Pine or um, what's the new Spock's name? Zachary Quinto. Zachary Quinto. One of them, they had little snacks there, and um, they accidentally dipped their biscuit, they called it Which is a cookie. In Australia, they're in England, they're biscuits. They they dipped their cookie into some, like, garlic hummus, Uh, (laughs) and it was like, they went, oh! (laughs) They thought they got a chip, and they had a... So, anyway, that was worth a, a listen to, and at that point... Chris Pine hadn't met um, William Shatner right. before the movie. They had communicated, and um, William Shatner had, I think, written him a little note and said, you know, I wish you well, and, you know, my thoughts are with you. Have a good time, son. You know, right. and, you know, gave him his kind of his blessing, but they hadn't really sat down and talked, I don't believe, at that point. Huh. Um, now, the other guy, um, Zachary... Quinto, he got to spend a lot of time with Spock. Well, yeah, because but Spock was in, or Leonard Nimoy together. was in the movie, yeah. Yeah, Leonard Nimoy. So they got to really get to know each other. And so it was a really neat interview. Um, women talk sci fi. And you can find that podcast. in iTunes mm-hmm. and you can enjoy it. Yeah, really. Okay. I, I enjoy listening to those ladies. Um, they have some really fun interviews if you like sci fi. Okay, let's get to our last topic of of, of our smorgasbord episode. <laughs> smorgasbord. I, every time I hear smorgasbord, I think of Templeton in uh, the original um, cartoon Charlotte's of Charlotte's Web. Web. A fair is a, a veritable smorgasbord. Smorgasbord. Yes, I always think of that yes. smorgasbord or buffet or mm-hmm. or lots of different food in one place. So we did lots of different topics. Do you know today. what I think of? What? I think of White Christmas when Bing Crosby um, made sandwiches and sang to um, the lady on White Christmas. Wh- yeah. Wh- what was the song? Do you remember? I don't remember this. I don't remember he, that part of White Christmas. He he um, talked about what kind of sandwiches they they had a smorgasbord laid out that they. He said if he ate um, liversworth, you know, liversworth sandwiches or whatever, and. You don't remember any of that. No. Hmm. I guess I it's what do you I do with a general? Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I know a lot of the songs, sisters, sisters. Yeah. And yeah. of course, White Christmas. Yeah, of course. You should know them all by now because every yeah, I know. every year I have to watch White Christmas. This has nothing to do with transition. Though. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> so you and Let's I were do a smorgasbord. We've been talking lately because now that our business is starting to pick up and you're getting more clients and stuff too. Um, we have noticed that it's been, although the workload is harder, mm-hmm. um, we've been kind of coming out of, or at least me, at least I have, I can't talk for you, 
but uh, I've been coming out of kind of a funk that I was in for a while because whenever you know whenever we go through a transition or we go from one situation to another, whether it be a career, uh, whether it be a, a city that we live in, a job, you know, d- d- a school, whatever. There's always this time of you not really knowing what's going on and and kind of feeling your way through it and getting your legs strong underneath you. And especially if you go through a rough situation and are forced into transition, it can be really tough. Mm -hmm. But we notice something that with the increased business and with stuff kind of going forward and now kind of getting into a groove of things, I've noticed that I feel a lot better about life because I'm not thinking so much about what happened, but I'm looking towards the future. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a key in the area of transition. I think that is, if you want to really survive it, you can either get get messed up and really have some problems and get depressed and have physical problems, or you can you can get better and go forward. And that's you know, there's a fine line in that. Well, I I will bring up a little subject that you might remember when. I was birthing babies that there's different phases of labor. There's early labor where you're starting to have contractions and stuff. And then there's a point where they call it transition, where you're moving from early labor to what they call active labor, where you're actually pushing the baby out. But that, that little part between and it can it can just be a few minutes or it could be a lot longer. Um, they call it transition, and that's the part of labor where women are tempted to swear at their husbands and throw things at them. I remember that. And often their eyes. You never eyes, swore at me, but your eyes got big. But their eyes will kind of bug out, and some women will say, um, "I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to get off the table and I'm right. going home." Like and, there's no way you can, you know, at that <laughs> and point. And it's like, but. But honey, you're kind of committed. You're about ready. You know, it's about the time where you're almost fully dilated and ready to push the baby out. Rated PG, everybody. But um, but the interesting thing about that phase is if if you can relax and tell yourself it's going to be okay, stop freaking out. You get into the active phase after that, Uh where you know, kind of the fear. Um, gets pushed away because you have a task to do. You have to get this baby out. And I'm sorry about it being PG. But after that point, you are concentrated on what needs to be done. Mm -hmm. And the fear is kind of pushed aside. And you are just... You're just working full force at, at getting the job done. And I think that that's kind of... You know, I think for a while we were in transition, and I think now we're more into the active stage of things. And and some people transition might just be a couple of weeks when they're changing. And others could careers. be a year it or could two, be or two or ten. Yeah. You know, um, well, usually especially, not ten. but especially with this economy, there. You know, we hear about people that have been out of work for several years now. Yeah. Yeah. And um. That's really tough on families. And yeah. It's been a long transition so for a lot of what, people. What kind of tips can we give to people going through transition to make it easier for them? What's the first thing you think that would, would help? Well, the first thing I would say comes to my heart, my mind, is the scriptures in the Bible that 
say, fear not. Um, it says, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, before, because I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will uphold you by my right hand. I cried out, you heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. Yeah. So there's a lot of good scriptures in the Bible. I maybe take some time to study some of those so the about first, just not, not being, being afraid. Not being afraid. Another one that came to me yesterday, um, Thursday, I was um, working in one of the yards I work in, and I was kind of concerned about a family member who had hurt herself, and I she just hadn't seen herself lately and I was getting anxious and worrying about her. And I, and the scripture came to me, um, be anxious for nothing, but in everything with prayer and supplication, make your requests known to God. And I, you know, I, I'm sorry. I memorized a lot of things like in King James, but basically it says, don't be fretting and worrying all the time, but talk to God about your concerns. And so that first came to me and I started praying for um, it was my mom she hurt her knee and so I just started praying for her and um, miraculously the same time I was praying for her she happened to talk to a friend who was a nurse and gave her some advice uh, advice about how to make her knee feel better and how to cope with the pain and she was starting to do a lot better and so, you know, God answered my prayer even while I was praying it. Um, sure. Well, okay, so, f- so fear... Fear and anxiety. The acronym for fear is false evidence that appears real. Yeah. So a lot of times we get scared because we don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Or we've and, never been in this place yeah, before. Yeah, that fear of the unknown can be... And another thing... Or fear of failing or fear, fear of, of, fear, of yeah. losing everything. Mm-hmm. That's a, Those are legitimate fears. Yeah, you know, and there are a lot of people in this economy who have lost everything. They, you know, bought a house well, I was and thinking, lost their job. And you know, though, I was thinking the other day, yes, there are people that have lost everything. Yeah. But quite honestly, I, I used to think, well, I lost everything. But I didn't lose you, and I didn't lose my family, mm-hmm. and I didn't lose my home, you I, know. So I, I sometimes think, when we say we lose yeah. stuff... We're thinking, well, we did experience loss, but it's not everything. And, you know, sometimes we have to remember that we are not our job. And <coughs> that's easier to say than sometimes than Oh, to, I know that. Trust me. Well, from what I understand, you know, with reading about different things is a lot of times, specifically men, that 80% of their self-worth comes from their job. And sure. I'm not saying that's the way... It's supposed it to be, be right. but I'm just saying that's just the way it is. That and isn't isn't the eighty percent of the woman's worth comes from from the family situation or the? Well, you know, I think that that may be. I'm how not sure it though. I mean, because there's a lot but, more working women now. But back to our, our the show we saw about the captains. Uh-huh. It was interesting when um, Kate Mulgrew yeah. was talking about her work as an actress and she was a single mom and she had to work to support her family but it sounded like she regretted working so much yeah. because um she missed a lot of things yeah she uh, missed out her, on her kids growing her up. kids growing up and and that's hard and i you know we talked about equality of women and um and there's always I, I believe in God's eyes we are equal, and yet we are different in the fact that I think women take on a larger 
feeling of responsibility for raising their kids, even if there's a two-parent household and both of them work, I think it just seems like, not always, but it seems like a lot of women have a very strong nurturing feeling and it it breaks their heart if their kids are sick and they're yeah. not able to be there or, yeah. you know, if they have to work and they have to leave the kids all the time. Um, it's a it's a hard thing and it's hard to find that balance between um, doing what you feel called to do outside the home and inside the home and to balance those two worlds. But, um, you know, that's, again, I guess we got off a little bit. <laughs> but, oh, but it works. Transition. Transition. It's it's sometimes hard. It's, we talked about single mothers on our podcast. We were talking about equal pay. It, for women, even if they get equal pay, if they're a single mom, they're paying for child care. And mm-hmm. they're, you know, having to take days off work if they can't take their child child care because the child's sick and they can't go and yeah. um they have a lot more expenses than a two-parent family where one is able to stay home or or share the responsibility of of um, taking days off or, yeah. so there's challenges and transitions and you know with half of the families today um having uh, been affected by a divorce, and um, these are real topics that need to be talked about and um, dealt with. Dealt with, and sure. Okay, so so the first first recommendation was don't get in fear mm-hmm. if you're going through a transition. And that's not always easy, but I would. Well, what say are some ways that people can get? Because the opposite of fear is faith. So faith. I guess, I guess number one, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, we're going to recommend praying. And asking yeah. God for help because we think that's important. And and I would recommend journaling too, and looking up some blogging of those is more the word blogging. that people do now. Well, some of us still like paper and pen, or not or, very many, or journal. Sometimes I will write emails and not send them to anybody. You know, just write a draft if I'm stressed out about something, and look up some scriptures about things that you're needing help in. If it's finances or if it's family or health um there's some really great topical bible study books sure. you can get or 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 the what's what's something gate, else gateway.com so bible what gateway. what's some other recommendations for people going through a transition not get in fear um ask god for help what what's another thing that you can I, do i think one of the things that helped both you and i is having some friends to get together with and remember that it's okay to live and laugh and um, have friends, even if, you know, things are stressful at home or your finances, that you still need to have friends and have some um, support, you know, with your family and your friends. Get together for holidays with your families. Get together, you know, for coffee with your friends or chat on Skype or whatever you do. That I think it's important not to isolate yourself. Yeah. And, you know, I I think um, we struggled with that when we were going through, but thankful through a hard time after you resigned your last um, job, we, you know... It was tempted, tempting just to kind of 
put the <laughs> covers over our head and pretend the world wasn't there. But thankfully, I had a couple of good friends that I um, would get together with at least once a month and go to a movie with. Or... Well, you know what really helped me was the Trex and Sci-Fi Forum mm-hmm. with uh, Rico Dosti. He's just a, such a nice guy. And he's put together a, a forum there where people can go and talk. Mm-hmm. And I met a lot of people. that, And it's not a place where people rank on each other. It's a place mm-hmm. where you just celebrate your geekiness and stuff like that. And I actually met a lot of really neat people. Yeah. And, and it's been really good for me. Yeah. And it's it's nice to <coughs> have people that you know will be praying for you and encouraging you and sending, you know, kind little notes and stuff on the forum or well again it's it's all about um making sure that you look outside yourself because Mm -hmm. you know a lot of times you know you'll hear people say well trust your inner feelings you know luke you know this and that (laughs) but really really honestly that's that's not always the greatest thing to do because we believe uh, that selfishness breeds selfishness and eventually it's destructive so if you can do something that helps other people or think outside of things, that's why it's good to have friends mm-hmm. that have a different perspective than you do. And uh, I think that's been very helpful, too, is knowing people that come from a completely different lifestyle, different angle, and hearing what they have to say has really opened us up to a, a whole new world of, or at least for me, of understanding and compassion and caring. And you know something? There's always people that are worse off than we are. Yeah. There always is. And just, I think that's the other thing during transition is to be thankful for who you are and where you're at, even Mm -hmm. though it's difficult. Yeah. Because uh, no matter what happens, just be grateful for life because it may be tough now, but it's going to get better. Yeah. And we just, we know that just from experience Mm -hmm. that it is going to get better. There's a cool scripture that says, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and to, to give you health and and hope in a future. Hope in a future versus, mm-hmm. you know, you're we're all gonna die. You know, it's just yeah. not. It's there's so much more to life than just the circumstance that we're in. We all go through seasons, and seasons mm-hmm. sometimes are very difficult. We've said that before. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I don't like some of the seasons. Well, and you know, another another analogy. We just talked about seasons, but another analogy that people often use is you know mountaintops and valleys, and mm-hmm. you know how sometimes you're on the mountaintop and you feel like everything is great, and other times you're kind of in the valley of despair. And yeah. and I think I've talked about this on the podcast before that one time. Um, my brother was saying, well, you know, a lot of growth happens in the valley, sis. And I I was saying, that's because that's where all the cows are and that's where all the poop is. <laughs> it's very right. fertile. <laughs> and sometimes you just feel like you're surrounded by poop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, sorry, I think in the UK, UK that's a bad word. It's not a bad word here. <laughs> well, over but, the, well, I won't get into yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I could say the other word too, but I don't usually say that word. <laughs> well, it was so. re- it was really interesting, and the reason we got into this conversation about transition was I needed to take the sound system back that I used for the art show. And uh-huh. when I walked into the music store, there was a person in the music store, uh, somebody that was in there, uh, that uh, was one of one of the people that really really hurt me. Had had a little. Kind had of a like role in, in problem. Yeah, well, had a really. I thought uh, that they were a friend, but they weren't, and they 
they really had messed me over and said some pretty harsh things about me. And it, part of that led to my career change. Yeah. And uh, I ran into them. There they were. There wasn't anything I could do. And, you know, my stomach didn't get into it didn't turn. I didn't freak out. I didn't try to get out as fast as I could. I just thought, you know, okay, I can handle this. And I said hi. And I went over and did my business that I needed to do at the music store. And then I, on my way out, I stopped for a moment and chatted with them. And when I got out in my truck, I just thought, wow, that I must be getting better because that, you know, two years ago, that would have been impossible for me. I would have lost it. I would have been very upset. But I wasn't. And I thought, well, that's because the transition. What's going on now is I'm starting to see success in the new thing that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. When you see the new, the success in the thing that you're putting your hand to now, even though it may be fledgling, you know, it's not really off the ground completely, Mm -hmm. it gives you a chance to forget the stuff that was behind you and go forward. Mm -hmm. And, And there's something about succeeding in what you're going towards now that really helps you to, I don't know, really helps you to live life in a new way because you're not stuck and admired in the stuff from the past. And yeah. I don't think that God ever intended us to live in the past. He wants us to go forward. So mm-hmm. so that was one thing I knew that that helped me. And I, I think I, <coughs> where was I? Um, I can't remember. I was somewhere else and I ran into some folks and I just thought, wow, well, this is a lot easier yeah. than I thought it would be. And I, I think I... I don't think time heals things. But I, I think that our circumstances through time does help. Mm-hmm. In other words, the sting of the, the hurt dissipates a little bit as time goes on. Well, and, and I brought up the story of Joseph from the Old Testament many times. If you guys get a chance to read the book of Genesis, the last few chapters are about the life of Joseph. And we've talked about this over and over, that sometimes people go through hard times and even... Um, have people close to them um, betray them or hurt them badly. And um, one such person was Joseph, where his brothers threw him in a pit and then sold him as a slave, and Joseph was taken to Egypt. Yeah. Um, he worked real hard, and we talked about this the other day, that I wonder why maybe part of the reason why he worked so hard was to get his mind off the hurt from what his know. brothers did. I don't know. Uh, well, you know, I mean, people do sometimes use work as workaholism and to mm-hmm. forget their problems, like like they drink or do drugs yeah. or whatever. We all have a thing that we might escape into to get but, get out of the yeah, pain, but I, I I'm think, not talking that way. I think part of it was, though, that you know he worked as, the Bible says, as unto the Lord, that you know he he was had a good work ethic about being honest and having integrity. Yeah. But he was falsely accused then by Potiphar's wife, his yeah. boss's wife, and then thrown into jail yeah. uh, because he wouldn't sleep with her. He said that was wrong, and so she, she accused him of doing the very thing he wouldn't do. They threw him in a jail, and then he worked his way up in jail. And through the gifts and and things and talents that God's put in his life, he um, eventually became the second highest position um, in Egypt and the day of Pharaoh, big nation at the time. And um, God really used him. But I think it, you know, it took time and him putting his hand to um, making the best out of his situation. And eventually, you know, he came out of 
the despair that I'm sure he felt. Um, I think, yeah, I, I agree. Beginning. Yeah, it was. It, that's a really good story, and it's a good example for us. I think the other thing that the last thing that I, we're, we're going to talk about is making a plan. You know, I know a lot of people that will make goals and they will plan, but they don't necessarily include God in that plan. Mm-hmm. And 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 sometimes they'll be upset because their plan doesn't go through, or they'll have this, or maybe it's selfish or whatever. But I think if you make an honest plan to get from A to B in a transition mm-hmm. situation, it's a lot easier because then you have you can you can chunk it into little goals. Yeah, making realistic goals. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, for instance, if somebody's going to lose a hundred pounds, mm-hmm. well, lose the first ten and celebrate. And so on and so forth. You know, mm-hmm. make realistic goals because if you're not going to celebrate till you got a hundred down, you're going to have to work. You're going to you're going to be disappointed f- for yeah. a while. Well, one of our friends started running marathons, yeah. But a few years ago, I don't think he was in shape to do that. But he started. Oh, walking Richard, you mean? And, yeah. yeah, Richard's doing. He awesome. started walking. We should really have him on the program and, and talk about that because he's doing. And really well. um, yeah, now he's running five Ks and yeah. doing great. And but it, you know, he didn't just get up one morning and decide no, it was to a, run a five K. The transition to took some time, and start. it was a pl- there was a plan mm-hmm. involved. Yeah. So so if you're in a, in the doldrums and you're having a rough time with your transition, sit down first and pray and just ask. I don't, you know. Let's not get into all this. Do you go to church? Do you do all this different stuff? I, let's just talk for a moment. Just pray. Just and pray is just communicating. Mm-hmm. Just bow your head for a moment. You don't even have to bow your head. That's not even in the Bible. But mm-hmm. but if you were to just say, God, I need your help. Would you help me plan what I need to do in the next six months? And I get, I guarantee you that God will help you to plan to write some goals down. If you do that, at least you have somewhere to, to push towards. And that's just really important, I think, especially in the area of transition, even if it's just a goal for the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's some, some merit in that. So, Well, and the, the Bible has a promise in it that says, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask God and that God would give it to him. And, you know, so that's a promise. Um, so if if you find yourself stuck in a... Uh, you know, a rough transition, transition. (laughs) pray and ask God how to get out of it. And it might not be an immediate thing, but it may just be be a little baby step or, you know, you may be going in the total wrong direction and God would say, you need to turn around and um, start doing this instead. And um, transition isn't easy, but just remember that, you know, in the midst of a storm that God can be there with you. And, well, do you yeah. remember when you were having kids and transition <laughs> was not things. easy, <laughs> yeah. when, but but the end product yeah. was absolutely amazing. And, one thing, and that's the same in our life. Transition yeah. isn't easy, but the end product is absolutely amazing because mm-hmm. we all go through it. My mom, who had five children, um, I remember her telling me before I had my first, she said, you know, having a child isn't easy, but when you get done, there's so much joy that you don't really remember the pain of... Well, um, if you remembered all that, you wouldn't have another kid yeah. ever. <laughs> yeah. And so you, you really don't remember. I mean, I remember it was hard work and um, yeah. not easy sometimes, but um, you're just so happy when you when you have the little one in your yeah. arms yeah. and... It was worth all the work, and you know that's what we have to think about in other areas of life too. That yeah, yeah. transitions aren't easy or fun, but 
um, they can get you from A to B. Well, let's go ahead and uh, we'll pray, and then we'll introduce next week's subjects. Okay. Father, thank you that you give us help through the transitions in our life. And sometimes we don't always come to you when we should. A lot of us don't. And we apologize for that because we know that you want to help us through. So, Lord, you see exactly where we're at and what's going on with us, and we ask for your help. So help us to to honor you and to to look at life in the way that you want us to and and to get through to the other side of this. Thank you for all that you do in our life, and, and we appreciate you. Lord, we pray for everyone listening, that you'd help every one of our listeners to be able to get through the transition they're going through, and that you give them grace during the whole process. And and we're just grateful for all of the listeners and the people that uh, enjoy the, the podcast. And thank you for them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And please keep your prayers with the families of the, the people that are no longer going to be employed by the space shuttle program. Because there yeah. are hundreds of families affected by that. Yeah, that would be a very so, good thing um, to be praying please for. Please be praying for smooth transitions for their families, too. If you'd like to get a hold of us, we would love to hear from you. We haven't got a whole lot of feedback lately. Just a few folks. People must be out camping. I guess so. So <laughs> we're kind of we'll just well I guess we're uh, we're uh, feedback hounds. I guess. Well, we got quite a bit of feedback by the Why Not Women series that yeah, we did. That, that was, was good. Fun. But we really like to hear from you. Do you like the program? Do you not like the program? Um, am I talking too much? You know. Um, Am I talking too much? <laughs> you know what I mean. We, we'd love to hear from you. Write to us, rick at takeinwithyou.com. Or amy at takeinwithyou.com. You can always visit our websites at takeinwithyou.com or facebook.com slash rick.boyer. <coughs> Yours, dear? Oh, facebook.com slash amy.moyer. That's correct. And then, of course, you can always check out our fun, exciting YouTube channel at youtube.com slash rickmoyer seven. Seven seven, it's always fun. I don't have a YouTube channel. Oh, and thank you That's so okay. much for the donations lately. We've been really blessed f- by a few folks that are our listeners that have uh, contributed uh, a little money here and there. That's very very helpful, and it helps us a lot. It means that Amy doesn't have to work as hard as she's doing out in the field there, and uh, it allows us to be able to. Uh, you know, do our domains and the and the internet stuff that we do, and just so we can get the program to you. So, if you feel so led, we would appreciate that. But thank you to all those who have helped. You can use PayPal; it's really easy. You just PayPal Rick at Take Him With You. That's our PayPal address for the mm-hmm. for the thing you make a donation. It's not tax deductible, but it does help a lot. Yeah. So, if you feel so led, please do that. There's also donate buttons on our newsletter, and also on our website. So, thanks everybody for joining us next week. We are going to be talking about agreeing and sharing the finances in the home. Hmm. We're talking about money and and how uh, the dynamic of money in relationships should be very interesting. And then we have a bunch of interviews lined up. Uh, just so you know what's coming up, we're going to be interviewing several different people mm-hmm. about lots of different things. And so yeah. uh, we're working those interviews right now, trying to figure out the schedule on them. But uh, I think you'll really enjoy some of the folks that we have coming on the program. Mm-hmm. I-, I can tell you now there's a few people that I think you'll really enjoy. Um, but I won't say who they are yet because this is going to be really – I'm sure that we have an actual time to interview them. Okay. But we're going to have a great time with the folks coming on the program. You'll really, really like it. Okay, anything else you want to say before we go? 
No, I wonder if Jade wants to see anything. Jade? Oh, she's sleeping. There, Jade talked. There you go. All right, everybody have a great day. Blessings. Remember to take him with you. Take him with you has been a Moira Multimedia LLC recording. Podcast, oh, podcast, whatever. Yeah, that works. Um, copyright. copyright 2011, all rights reserved. You're getting better and better at that every well, single time. Well, I still mess up somehow. Okay, let's, <laughs> let's go to the wedding. All right. Thank you.